Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Next Generation. I hope you guys all had a wonderful week. Um, I'm coming to you from New York, upstate New York. It's gorgeous out today, so we are going to keep this pretty quick so I can get outside and enjoy myself. Um, man, I just uh, I went to the grocery store just about an hour ago and bought two bags of groceries, and it cost me almost $90. Like, what even is that? That's terrible. I'm checking out. I'm like, how did this... like? And my bags weren't even full. Ninety nine or eighty eight dollars, eighty eight dollars for two bags of groceries. Um, craziness. Uh, thank you, Biden inflation and um, Trump spending before he left office. Um, so, anyways, guys, today we're going to talk about um, Florida Surgeon General Dr. Ladapo and the COVID nineteen vaccines, um, snow lockdowns. Uh, we have climate lockdowns. There uh, was a satanic, uh, sculpture, statue, whatever in the Iowa Capitol building. I've got Hunter Biden and Trump stuff and Bud Light stuff. Um, the Democrats have a plan for 2024 and the, uh, conservative movement is falling, falling for it. And then I have a ton of headlines. I'm just going to read to you because this is just wild. It's been a wild week. Um, I also want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I just hit over 250 downloads. So I know that's small peanuts to the, the big talkers out there, but I am so grateful and so blessed that you guys listen to what I have to say and actually care. I mean, that's really, that's really cool. So thank you guys so much. Um, while we're talking about inflation though, um, when did a burger and fries cost like $22. Uh, we, last week, me and my husband, we like to go out to lunch or dinner like once a week. Um, I know it sounds, you know, well, anyways, we don't have kids, so we can do that. <laughs> um, so we like to go out to dinner and a burger and fries is like $22 to $24. So we go to this place, we both order this specialty burger ridiculous money for a freaking burger. And the chef brings our food out and she goes on this like tirade story about how she came up with this genius idea for her burger. And we're like, first of all, we're starving. And she set our food down in front of us. And all we want to do is just eat. And she's going on and on and on. And none of it's even making sense. But I guess she went to Albany to get inspiration for her uh, specialty burger. It was literally a burger with mozzarella sticks on it. So anyways, super disappointing story. And me and my husband, she left the table finally. And me and my husband are just looking at each other like, what even was that? We were dying laughing. But 20, 22 to $24 for a freaking burger and fries. Like this is insane. It is insane. Um, but in good news, we were, our chickens weren't laying eggs. Um, it got colder. We have like half our chickens are older chickens. And then the other half our chickens are babies. So we've been eggless for like a month. Um, our babies just finally started laying eggs. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I refused to buy eggs from the store. So now we're having our farm fresh, free range, uh, organic eggs again. Thank you, Jesus. So, all right, let's get into the news. Oh, it's gonna. I got some doozies for you today, guys. <laughs> so first, Dr. Ladapo, uh, Joe Ladapo from Florida. He's uh, Ron DeSantis's Florida's uh, Surgeon General. He wrote a letter to the FDA 
um, for data on risks of DNA contaminants in the COVID-19 vaccines. And I am going to read you a little bit of the link here that I have. I'm going to try to read better than last week. Um, I had troubles reading last week. All right. It says, on December 6th, Florida Surgeon General Joe Ladapo, I don't know if it's Ladapo or Ladapo, so forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, he sent a letter to the U U.S. Food and Drug Administration asking questions about a recent preprint documenting the detection of billions of DNA fragments per dose in the approved Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. Simeon virus 40 or SV40, I've talked about that before. It is a huge tumor promoter um, in an enhancer. So the, the DNA was found in the Pfizer vials. So the Simeon 40 virus was found in the Pfizer vials. We covered that on a different podcast, um, but I go into depth. So if you want to go back, go back a couple podcasts, I go into depth about that. Um, in the letter, Dr. Ladapo points out that the vaccines use lipid nanoparticles to efficiently deliver mRNA into the human cells so that the vaccines may be equally, equally efficient at delivering the DNA contaminants into human cells. In an exclusive interview, Dr. Ladapo explained to, um, it's a, this place in Florida, Alucha. I don't know. I'm not from Florida. I'm sorry. Um, so he explained this to the Chronicle that it's not unusual for medications to have DNA contamination. So the FDA provided formal guidance in 2007 on mitigating the risks associated with those contaminants. Those risks could include the integration of these DNA fragments with human DNA, changes to our genes that could be passed down to offspring in the development of cancer because the genes within a cell control whether the cell is healthy or cancerous. Dr. Ladapo said the risk of DNA contamination in previous medications were relatively low, but the addition of the liponanoparticle delivery system is completely new, and now the DNA fragments are getting this free ride into the cells. That theoretically very much changes the risks of DNA in integration. Um, so this goes on and on. Anyways, he's asking for information from the FDA on what people have been finding in the vaccines. Um, hopefully he'll get a response. I believe he sent a letter a while ago um, and the FDA just never responded to him. So Dr. Uh, Ladapo, DeSantis, and Ken Paxton from Texas seem to be the only people in our government that are going after these vaccines in the big pharma companies. Um, Trump Surgeon General... Jerome Adams, he's still posting pictures of himself getting booster shots and wearing masks. Um, I actually just commented on his Twitter feed because he was mad that a tech that was doing his echo, which is what I do, had the sniffles and she wasn't wearing a mask. So he was very upset about it. Like that's Trump surgeon general guys. Um, so, but Dr. Ladapa was recommending against masks, against vaccines, and telling people to exercise and eat healthy. Like, what a concept, right? Um, we have clear opposing views, and Dr. Ladapo is obviously 100% correct. Um, if Trump had just listened to Scott Atlas instead of Dr. Fauci, our country would be in a completely different place right now. Um, here's the biggest difference between Trump and DeSantis for me. I mean, there's lots of differences, but this is a big one. Uh, DeSantis, he admits when he is wrong, he admitted that the lockdowns and that stuff was wrong. Um, he takes accountability and he course corrects. Now, Trump, he never admits any wrongdoing, blames everyone else, um, doesn't learn from his mistakes, and 
he repeats his mistakes too, which we've seen over and over again with his brilliant hires. Um, that was obviously sarcasm. You have a choice between a failed candidate who thinks he handled COVID great and he saved a hundred million lives with this vaccine. Um, or we have Ron DeSantis, who is a successful candidate who handled COVID great and he is bringing accountability. Like if Trump gets into office, he's never going to bring any accountability for anything to do with COVID. He's just not going to, because then you'd have to admit that he's wrong. Um, DeSantis will. Um, and honestly, Trump is kind of an idiot this at this point because his best bet is for DeSantis to take the presidency so he can pardon Trump when he gets in there because Trump's going to get convicted for something and he can't pardon himself. So, you know, his best bet is to get DeSantis in there, although he'll never see it that way. All right. So snow lockdowns, like this is going to sound kind of crazy. Um, so there's this interesting news out of Erie County, New York. Um, Thursday, the Erie County Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Services announced who are deemed essential employees authorized to drive during a winter storm travel ban and released a new online portal for employers to apply for such status. Um, so this is a huge red flag to me. Like, I understand that they've done travel advisories. I don't ever remember them doing, like, travel ban. Like, maybe they did back, we had a storm, Stella, probably back, like, six years ago, where we got dumped on. Like, it took me forever to get home. People got mandated to stay at the hospital because it was so bad. I mean, it was a really bad storm. I don't know if they ever banned travel. Um, but anyways, this is a red flag for me. Uh, Erie County will be limiting your freedom of movement and using the Department of Homeland Security to enforce it. That, that's not okay. Um, if you're not who they deem essential, you may not travel. So we're going to be categorized into essential and non-essential humans again. Like, does that sound familiar? That's what happened during COVID too. This is part of a larger long-term plan to restrict our freedoms. And it's to get people used to seeing federal authorities and military units operating in civilian spaces. I don't really know how they're going to enforce this, but it sounds like they're leaning towards like the military. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> that does not give me the warm fuzzies. Um, I talked about more lockdowns coming because of the climate and other things like terrorist attacks. And I said they'd be coming soon. Um, so here this says, I guess Erie County is supposed to get hit with a huge storm this weekend. I don't know. Um, it's sunny in like 50 degrees here. So I have no idea what Erie County is getting. We're not that far away, but um, this isn't for your safety. This isn't legal. And it wasn't legal during COVID either. So don't comply. And like, I'm not saying go out and drive on the streets when it's terrible out um, just for the fun of it, because I don't like driving in the snow. So I would stay home anyways. But if you need to go somewhere, go do it. Don't let them tell you what to do. Um, I know this may not seem like a huge deal. Like, oh, you know, it's going to be crappy out. People need to stay off the roads. I get it. That actually does sound logical. But this is how it starts. And before you know it, we're not allowed to travel because the sun is too hot or it's too freaking windy outside. Like, this is how they get people used to being told they can't 
travel or they restrict people's movements. It starts off with simple things like this, where it seems pretty benign, like, duh, if we're going to get like six feet of snow, probably want to stay home. But this is how it starts and you need to push back on it. So Erie County, push back <laughs> if you're listening to me from Erie County. Um, all right. The Iowa, <laughs> the Iowa satanic statue. This is interesting. Sorry, need to drink a coffee. Um, a satanic altar has been put on display in Iowa State Capitol. The satanic temple has insisted that if Christmas displays can go up, um, then they're allowed to erect statues to Satan and celebrate Satan. So the MAGA people, the MAGA call, is trying to blame the governor, Kim Reynolds, uh, you know, because she endorsed Ron DeSantis. Um, that's really the only reason why they're going after her. But Kim Reynolds does not manage the displays in the Iowa Capitol. The problem is they have to comply with the Establishment Clause. The Department of Administrative Services must allow all, quote-unquote, religions, including Satanists, an opportunity to display materials. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about why Satanism is not a religion in a couple minutes. Um, but I just want to read you this. Uh, says... Although the Satanic Temple has previously rejected pursuing tax-exempt status, Church President Lucian Greaves reversed this stance in 2017 after President Trump signed a Religious Freedom Executive Order. As the religious are increasingly gaining ground as a privileged class, we must ensure that this privilege is available to all and that superstition doesn't gain exclusive rights over non-theistic religions or non-belief. Greaves wrote in a Satanic Temple newsletter, Yes, apparently there's a satanic temple newsletter adding that the group should move to ensure that atheistic and secular nonprofits advancing a distinct religious opinion and or opinion upon religion are themselves rightful beneficiaries of religious tax exemption as well. So Trump gave um, Trump gave the satanic temple through the IRS um, non-exempt status. So that they're recognized as a religion. Why did Trump, why did the Trump administration legitimize the Church of Satan? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's something to think about. But our, our founding fathers never would have tolerated this. Satanism is not a religion. It's an anti-religion. It's a mockery of Christianity. Our rights come from God. And they say that they have a right to do this. But who is giving them the right to do this if they don't believe in God? Like our country was founded on Christian, you know, Christian principles, the word of God, and that we believe that God gave us these rights. If they don't believe in God, then who gave them their rights? Satan? No. Like that? No. Um, so this needs to be immediately shut down before we're openly practicing Satanism inside all of our government buildings. You know, not that they're not right now, but um, you know what I mean. So, I mean, the way our government acts, we aren't far off from this already, but we don't need satanic temples being built in our government buildings, um, in our government, period. Also, we need to abolish the IRS altogether, but that is a topic for another day. So continuing with this story, on Thursday, a guy named Michael Cassidy, who's a Christian, he's a Navy reservist, instructor, pilot, conservative, and it looks like he's running for a house seat in Mississippi. Um, he beheaded the statue of Baphomet. 
that, you know, that was the statue in, in the building. Like he is a hero. Amen. May his house increase. Um, he has balls. He did this. Um, he did turn himself in and he was charged with criminal mischief. Uh, the defense fund for Cassidy reached his goal of $20,000 in less than three hours. And there are calls for Kim Reynolds to pardon him. I think she should. I think she should make a statement and pardon him for this. Um, he didn't hurt anyone um, except the fees of the Satanists, apparently. Um, but this sent a message and we need to send a message that worshiping Satan, especially in government buildings will not be tolerated. Um, the left has been destroying our statues for years with no consequences. They spent years tearing down statues of our founding fathers for quote unquote social justice, but they're all up in arms now because the statue of Satan is apparently sacred in our country. The hypocrisy is disgusting and it's laughable. Um, it's about time Christians start standing up for ourselves against this evilness in this country. The United States was founded on the word of God and we seem to have forgotten that. And we have let the evil left and the weenies on the right run things for far too long. It's time we stood up for ourselves and stop this crap. Um, and what Michael Cassidy did was great. Like, Bless him. Thank him. That was amazing. At least someone did something about it. You know, we never do anything on the right. We're not organized. We're lazy. Uh, so we need more. We need more of this kind of stuff. We need people fighting back. Oh, all right. Next topic of the day is uh, Hunter Biden. Um, he's been indicted on nine tax evasion charges. I don't talk a, a lot about the Bidens or Hunter Biden because um, they're evil and they're corrupt, but nothing's ever going to happen to them. Just like nothing's ever going to happen to Hillary. Like they're going to get off scot-free on everything that they've done. Um, but you know, another campaign promise that Trump didn't deliver on was locking Hillary up. I mean, I know the cute people think that she's like in Gitmo or she died and she's got a body double. Like, no, that's, <laughs> it's not real. Um, but I do, I do want to mention, I believe they're going after Hunter Biden so that they can say, like, see, we didn't just go after Trump. Um, this isn't political persecution. This isn't meddling in elections because we went after Hunter Biden, too. Like, I literally think that's the only reason why they're doing this. Um, you know, Hunter's a criminal and so is his dad and pretty much every one of the Democrats and a large majority of the Republicans. Um it's definitely crazy what they're doing to Trump. It's not right. But let's be honest. He has not done himself any favors. Uh, next year, Trump's going to be um, spending the majority of his time in courtrooms and possibly jail. Um, this is a freaking circus. And next year is going to be so wild. It's going to be so wild. Um, all right. Continuing on, something super weird is happening with the coming together of Trump and Tucker Carlson and Dana White and Kid Rock, Alex Jones, along with Andrew Tate. Um, I don't get it. Uh, Tucker and Alex Jones have both criticized Trump extensively in the past, but now they're kissing his ass. Um, and I talked about Andrew Tate on a previous podcast. He's a sex trafficker. He's been accused of pedophilia. And these people on the right are just elevating him. Why? He's like kind of like a new, the new Jeffrey Epstein and the right is like 
all about him. Candace Owens even gave him a platform. Tucker did. I don't know. It's very weird. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but what's even weirder is now we have people like Tim Pool, which I'm sorry, I do not like. He's super annoying. Dana White is the president of the UFC in Kid Rock. Um, they want us to all to start buying and supporting Bud Light again. Like, no. Uh, boycotting Bud Light was one of the only successful movements the conservative party had. Like, it's the only thing we've been able to do. Um, and now we're just supposed to forfeit and move on? Like, no. Um, let me play you what Dana White said on an interview with Tucker. I mean, this is just bizarre. Hold on. I, mean, I got to play this, see if you guys can hear it. You should be drinking gallons of Bud Light. Believe me when I tell you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be boycott, I should be boycotting Bud Light. Gallons of Bud Light. You should have Bud Light drums stacked up in your garage and drinking it right out of the keg. Uh, they are way more aligned with you than most of these other beer companies are. That I guarantee you. Take it from somebody who's in the know, who does business with beer companies. You are way more aligned with Bud Light than you are with so I'm any assuming, other beer company. I mean, they didn't come into partnership with you by accident. No. Obviously. We had multiple bidders they, on the table. Did they you out? We had multiple bidders on the table. They were one of them. And as I, you know, history has shown me with relationships that I've had with other beer companies, I, who lean more this way, yep. I, who consider myself a patriot, I don't go crazy over the whole patriot thing, but I consider myself a proud American. I'm happy to be an American. I love this country. And you are way more aligned with Anheuser-Busch than you are with other beer companies. Yeah, so I don't know. That is so bizarre. It's just, I mean, there just reeks of desperation and hypocrisy. Um, so Dana White received over $100 million to have Bud Light as a sponsor. But my word, have some self-respect. Um, First, Bud Light is a foreign-owned brand, so you can stop with the Patriot stuff. And second, we actually finally made a woke company feel pain, and that's something conservatives have never been able to do. We imposed our will, and our side, you know, we we imposed our will in a way that our side has never seen before. And now they just want us to retreat because they're paying the UFC millions of dollars. No, that's pathetic. Um, they didn't even apologize. Like the left would never do this. They would never let them off the hook this easily. And, but the right, you know, because a couple big talkers say, this is what we have to do. And then everyone bends the knee. Like, it's just so annoying. Um, Aaron McIntyre, he's a great podcaster, smart guy. Uh, he said, if buying Dana White and Kid Rock is all it takes to end the most effective boycott in conservative history, then conservatives deserve to lose. And he's absolutely right about that. Um, you know, this isn't about showing patriotic loyalty to a Belgian company. Like, that's where Anheuser Bush is. Um, it's not here in America. Um, and nobody at the UFC drinks Bud Light. Like, it's disgusting. I haven't drank in over almost 12 years. And I'll tell you, when I was drinking, Bud Light was not something that I would partake in. It's disgusting. Um, the left, so this is all about money. And the left is a movement and the right is an industry. And movements always be industries in every his history book ever written. And it's why we continue to keep getting beat down by the left in this culture war, because we suck. All right. So 
Speaking of Alex Jones, Alex Jones is back on Twitter and the liberals lost their minds, of course. Um, I think this is good. Whether you like Alex Jones or not, whether you agree with him or not, he deserves to have a platform. He deserves free speech. Um, you know, of course, he's already out there making all these predictions. I mean, if you know who Alex Jones is, you know who he is. Um, all his predictions are very, very dark. Uh, I didn't, I saw a few like little clips of what he's been talking about. And um, I agree on some, disagree on some others. But I mean, it's not hard to see where our country's heading if you have, you know, eyes to see and ears to hear. So, but I don't really listen to him. He's uh, <laughs> on the Trump train now. Um, all these big talkers are converging around Trump. Um, and some of them, like Alex and Tucker, they've been very vocal about the shots and lockdowns and the COVID tyranny, yet they never mentioned Trump's role in any of it. I don't know. I just get a really off feeling about all these people converging around Trump um, that didn't exactly like they didn't hate him, but didn't exactly like him. Um, and they don't like his policies and what he did with COVID. But now all of a sudden they turn around and they're kissing his butt. I don't know. That just screams huge red flags to me. They want to rewrite the narrative and attempt to memory hole the truth of everything that's happened. You know, it's just really disappointing because I really liked Tucker. He was very, you know, outspoken, especially on the COVID stuff and calling Trump out. And now I think he said the other day, I think it was with Megyn Kelly, like he just can't get enough of Trump. I don't know. And this other guy on Tucker's show, I can't remember his name. He's some golfer guy. He kept calling uh, Trump, daddy Trump. Like for a grown man to call another grown man, daddy Trump. I mean, ugh, I don't know. I just get the heebie-jeebies about this whole thing. Like my radar is going off. Something's not right. Um, I don't know. But do these people have like, were they promised positions of power, uh, positions in Trump's administration? I don't think it's money because Trump seems to kind of be running out of money. Um, he is selling another round of his stupid NFT trading cards. But this time, guys, this time it has his mugshot on there. Um, but wait, there's more. Um, get the suit that everyone is talking about. A piece of Trump's actual mugshot suit will be on your physical card shipped directly to you. Oh, come on, guys. This is this is so dumb. Um, so Donald Trump says he'll sell you a piece of the priceless suit he wore in his mugshot. But make sure you read the fine print. A new promotion guarantees a piece of Trump's suit if you buy 47 of his $99 NFTs. One of his cards is $99. Oh, my word. Um the $4,653 purchase also promises a dinner at Mar-a-Lago with the former president. But the fine print on the website, however, says there's no guarantee you'll get either. So he is like these poor people that are donating. Well, not poor people that are donating to his campaign. Like, just stop. Like, he's swindling you. Can you not see what's happening here? This is stupid. Um, I'm sorry. This is just dumb and it reeks of desperation. But anyways, moving on. Moving right along. All right. There's this woman. Her name is Tara Servatius. She is absolutely brilliant. She's the host of The Tara Show. She's in the Carolinas and Georgia area. 
brilliant woman. And she has this thread on how the Democrats are running a PSYOP on the GOP voters. And we, well, not me, but GOP voters are walking right into this trap. And I'm going to read this to you because this is what I've been trying to explain on my podcast, but she lays it out so much better than me because she's smarter. All right. The Democrats are running a PSYOP on GOP voters and we're walking right into their trap. Bookmark this handy guide and watch it go down in 2024. All right. So this is now. Consolidate GOP voter support behind Trump by convincing Republicans with manipulated polls that Trump can easily beat Biden. Ignore or don't promote the internals of these polls that show if Trump is convicted, Biden, as unpopular as he is, beats Trump beats Trump by six to 10 points, cheating or no cheating. All right. In December, January, the mainstream media runs a relentless media campaign to ensure Nikki Haley, a uniparty member who is essentially a Democrat, is maneuvered into second position in the GOP primary as an insurance policy. Back her with tens of millions of Democrat dollars to ensure this happens. In March, start the first major Trump trial after Super Tuesday, by which timing off GOP primary nominating contest will have been held to cement Trump as the nominee, and now we're trapped. May, June. Now lower the boom. Convict Trump for the first time ahead of the GOP nominating convention in July, knowing a vicious floor fight will break out. The internals of Democrat polls have been telling us for months the GOP will fracture if Trump is convicted, with 50% wanting Trump to stay on the ballot despite conviction and 50% wanting to dump him. The GOP and their votes are torn right down the middle with enraged Trump supporters now vowing not to support any replacement, even if Trump's in prison on election day in the other half of the party party's voters panic about not replacing Trump on the ballot and desperately seeking another alternative. Now it's clear why Democrats spent millions on Nikki Haley, millions that weren't targeted at Trump and the Democrats preferred choice for nominee, but at eliminating DeSantis and putting Haley in the number two position. All right, on to August. Now for the final coup de grace. Democrats replace Biden as their nominee with a much more popular Democrat who is unveiled to to um, great mainstream media acclaim at their August convention. Quite likely, a second Trump conviction will be in hand at this point, delivered by overwhelmingly liberal blue state juries who don't care about the facts in these cases. Any presidential campaign Trump had is dead, as Trump is either in prison or imprisoned at Mar-a-Lago with liberal judges, judges controlling his every word and post now he's a convict subject to their whims. As is already happening now, most of the Trump's campaign funds go for legal bills. There is essentially no campaign. Trump crashes in the polls as the GOP tears itself apart. In polling, the Democrat candidate surges and polls begin to show the House and the Senate tilting to the Democrats by big margins. Or the GOP succeeded in removing Trump as a nominee, enraging half of the party's voters who now refuse to coalesce around a new GOP nominee. Some even re refuse to vote at all or vow to write Trump's name in instead. The GOP is fractured either way, no longer voting as a uh, black independent bolt towards Democrats. And then finally, November, massive, maybe even historic Democrat landslide finally gives the Dems the numbers they need in the House and Senate to pack the Supreme Court and alleviate, or, um, 
and alienate the Bill of Rights and most especially the First and Second Amendments. Pass amnesty for 60 million illegals, permanently flipping flipping the country blue and creating a one-party system in the USA, USA like they have China. The Democrats then force the laws they've passed in California on the rest of the country. Then they bring in digital ID and dollars and essentially implementing a Chinese social credit system here in the com. Um, and calm the ensuing rebellion without firing a single shot. So if you've been listening to me on my podcast, you know I've talked about all of that. Um, And it looks like I'm not the only one who thinks that way. And obviously Tara spelled it out beautifully there, if you could understand me. Um, So also Tara has a stellar track record on predictions. Um, I think she's 100% right. And like, what are are we going to do, guys? Um, you know, Trump that he was going to drain the swamp. He's going to save America. Like he didn't do it the first four years. He isn't going to be able to do that now. Like he's going to be tied up in so many legal battles. Even if he wins the primary, they're they're not going to let him win. They're not going to let him win, you guys. Um, there's no way. There's no way they're going to let him win. Um. I posted this on my Facebook this week and I made the MAGA people very, very mad, but they have zero rebuttal to any of these claims other than Trump was chosen by God. Um, He's going to save America, Trump 2024. Like they don't have answers. They just have these talking points and like shaking their pom-poms and that's it. No one, no one I've talked to has any good arguments for Trump at this point? Um, it's all the economy. You know, he had a great economy. Well, he did until COVID, you know, and he also aided, added $8 trillion to the debt. So this inflation we're seeing now is most of it's from Trump's administration. Not, you know, it's not, it's not all Biden. Um, anyways, going off on a rant there. Tara made another prediction, and I believe believe this is right also. It says, don't be surprised if Trump picks Nikki Haley for a VP, even though all of the MAGA people have been out there saying, you know, Trump will never pick her. Um, She's a Democrat. She's a rhino. Um, You wait. He'll pick her. Um, And then they'll all get in line and be like, you know, Nikki's great at this. And they'll make all these excuses like they do for everything else. Um, So don't be surprised if Trump picks Nikki Haley for a VP. He won't want to, but he's bleeding campaign cash for legal expenses. There's barely any left for the campaign. He needs um, her Democrat donor millions, you know, would it shock anyone that Trump's taking money from the from the Democrats? No. Um, you know, Lara Trump just floated the Nikki Haley idea. Um, then Junior walked it back. So they want to see how outraged MAGA would be. I don't even know why they care. But um, this is one reason the Democrats have loaded Haley up with money. Besides, she's a Democrat. Um, they're making her more attractive to Trump because they know he's desperate for campaign money. They believe... Um, they'll put him in prison and then control both sides of the election. Um, and you can just watch it happening. You can watch it play out in front of us because it's going to happen. Um, unless a miracle happens and DeSantis wins the primary. Oh, please, Jesus, please let that happen. Um, but all right, the Dems, they're making their move. Earlier this week, special counsel Jack Smith is seeking to bypass the appellate court and ask for a ruling from the Supreme Court on Trump's immunity claims. The only reason for this is. Um, 
to seek this as a guaranteed trial um, of Trump in a possible conviction before the election. Uh, this is one path for the Dems to get Trump convicted, and it's only one path. They have many. Um, Smith wants to begin trial by March to get a conviction by the July GOP convention. Uh, the GOP goes into full chaos by dividing the voters against each other, which is already happening in the Trump-DeSantis camps, uh, and it's going to work. If Trump wins the primary and goes to jail, then what? Can someone please tell me what happens then? What is the plan? No, like no one in the Trump camp can give me a plan for what happens, how he gets to 270. And even if he's not convicted, what's his path to, to 270? The independents hate him. You know, the white suburban women aren't going to just turn around and vote for him because he's being convicted. They don't like him. They never will. Um, they're never going to vote for him. Um, Glenn Beck thinks this is going to cause a civil war. I don't think so. I, don't think so. I disagree. Um, this is 2023, not 1776. Americans are too lazy for a civil war. And the few that do try some Antifa style stuff, they're just going to end up in jail like the January Sixers, which Trump will ignore again. So Trump, just do us a favor and drop out and you can... Raise money selling your stupid cards and pieces of your suit and just get out of the race and let the adults handle this, okay? All right. So speaking of war, um, we will, I believe, eventually be at war, but not in the way you might think. Um, we're not going to be getting out our muskets and cannons and fighting the government in the foxholes and stuff. Yeah, that's um, at least not yet. <laughs> um, Daniel Horowitz, who's a fantastic resource. Um, if you're looking for policy coverage and details and stuff. Daniel Horowitz, he is like a tiny little Jewish guy who is like, he's smaller than me, but he is, he is a fighter. He knows his shit. And he is a huge advocate for the second amendment. Like he is a wealth of knowledge. Um, it's a conservative review is his podcast. You need to check him out. He's amazing. Um, so he had a sheriff on Mark Lamb, and uh, hit him on his podcast this week. He went over what we can do to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government and terrorists coming over the border and just bad people in general. Um, a lot of people are predicting that 2024 is going to be wild, and I think it is, so we need to be ready. Uh, Sheriff Lamb has already implemented this in his county, so it's been proven to work. Uh, first, you need, first, you need to train with your firearms. Um, that's number one. Train with your firearms. This is a great time to plug my friend Lance Zaleski's firearm training classes uh, right here in New York at the Vernon Shooting Preserve. He's got beginner to advanced classes, and Lance is an all-around badass who you take one of his classes and you're going to leave there so confident with your you know, with your shooting, with your stance, with your sight alignment, in like concealed carry taking a bad guy down, like he's going to make you walk out of there feeling so much better about yourself and so much more confident. Um, so you can find him on Facebook. It's LZ Tactical Firearm, Con Firearm Concepts. Um, his website, lztacticalfirearmconcepts.com. Firearm Again, apparently can't talk today. Um, or you can reach out to me and I'll hook you up with him. So train with your firearms. Second, you need to get to know your local sheriff and create a volunteer militia slash posse. So I like militia better. It sounds more fun. Um, this guy, Mark Lamb, calls them posses. 
Um, but this is exactly what our Second Amendment is for. But it's going to involve a lot of training and a lot of volunteering your own personal time. And you know, this isn't just to stop bad guys. This is for emergency situations, too. It's like being a volunteer police officer and you get a gun. Like, I don't know. Sounds fun to me. So obviously, all this training is going to cost money. And we're not going to get funding from the government. So you have to do fundraisers and get donations. Um, and then you need to get your sheriff on board. Obviously, that's the big part. Um, luckily, our sheriff here in Madison County is great. He comes to our church on occasion for prayer. And he's working closely with one of my friends, Joe, who's very involved in our local government in the church. Um, so I think we could actually get this accomplished pretty easily here. Um, and I don't think it would be too hard to get a couple hundred people to volunteer to join. Like my community is filled with retired police and firemen and veterans. And we're also a county full of farmers and hunters. And we all just want to take care and protect our family, our property, our children, and our, you know, our families and our community and just be left alone. Like we just want to be left alone. Um, Yes, I know there's secret militia groups all over the country and here in New York State, but they are no doubt on the FBI watch list. Uh, I actually know for a fact they're on FBI watch lists. Um, I am grateful for them. God forbid we ever need them to like activate because <laughs> shit goes down. Um, but this is this would be different. This is under the supervision of the sheriff's department, and it would be on the up and up. Even though I'm sure Kathy Hochul would have a massive shit fit and try to shut us down immediately. Um, but it's our right to own guns. It's our right to defend ourselves, and it's our right to have a militia. So kiss our ass, Kathy Hochul. So, all right, friends. That is the news for today. For this week, um, I'm going to run down just a series of headlines. And this is just kind of encapsulates the week of the craziness and just bizarre stuff happening in this country. Um, I always coined the, or I coined the term that we live in idiocracy 1984. It is so true. It is the dumbest, evilest time to be alive. So here are some headlines from this week. Biden has now secured fair pricing contracts for three new COVID vaccines. Rudy Giuliani is ordered to pay $148 million for spreading lies about the Georgia election workers. A Seattle high school or high schooler failed a true false quiz by saying only a woman can get pregnant. California considers toilet to tap. Um, tech for water scarcity, potentially setting a global precedent in water management. So sorry, California, you're going to be drinking toilet water. Uh, Thomas Massey will be joining DeSantis at a Second Amendment event in Iowa this weekend, and he is set to endorse him. And side note, Thomas Massey just followed me on Twitter. So um, that's amazing. Florida announced that they will seek the death penalty in cases of sexual battery against children under 12. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. Um, a staffer for a Democrat senator starred in an amateur butt sex porn video that was recorded in the U.S. Capitol. Um, there is a cannibal club in L.A., 
specializing in the preparation of human meat, bringing cutting-edge cuisine to the refined palates of L.A.'s cultural elites. The NDAA passes in the House. FISA Section 702 gets a clean four-month renewal, and the FBI can continue surveilling Americans without a warrant. Um, 147 Republicans voted yes for that. And here's a little bit um, of other stuff that's in that uh, the NDAA bill. Uh, it keeps in place the DEI SAR, uh, the DEI czar at the Department of Defense. It violates the House's single subject legislation rule. It sends an additional 600, uh, I don't know if it's billion or million, regardless, Ukraine's had enough money, sends an additional uh, huge amount of money to Ukraine. It forces taxpayers to fund gender reassignment surgeries. It does nothing to remove leftist ideologies from the Department of Defense. It doesn't back pay service members who refuse the COVID vaccines. And it blows up American traditional values and norms and puts them on the verge of irrelevance. So, oh, I got one more, one more story for you. Uh, Fairfax County School Board member is sworn in for a second term on a stack of banned LGBTQ children porn books instead of the Bible. We're doing great, guys. We're doing great. So that's that's the news for the week. A um, couple things I want to mention here is the company Shell Shock CBD. You can get THC CBD. They have bath salts. They have pet CBD. Um, I enjoy the Delta 9. As you guys all know, that is my favorite. The Rackout gummies for sleep are top-notch. You don't wake up uh, drowsy. My dogs are doing great with the CBD gummies. What else have I tried from there? The CBD bath salts um, to soak in the tub with, not eat. Those are wonderful. The energy sticks. Oh, the energy sticks. Um, I've been using those for pre-workout. I only can use a half a stick because they're very strong, Um, but it doesn't make you jittery. It doesn't give you heart palpitations. There's clean ingredients, so it doesn't. You don't have that gross aftertaste or the weird tingly sensation with most pre-workouts. And the tingly sensation makes you have to go poop. So this doesn't do that. Uh, <laughs> in case you're wondering, um, but fantastic product. They now I have the lemonade flavor. They now have strawberry kiwi, and they have fruit punch. And I've heard they're both great. I haven't tried the new flavors yet, but I'm, I'm I want to try the strawberry kiwi. So Shell Shock CBD, veteran-owned company, two guys out of Texas, small business owners, um, wonderful company. Um, So go support them. You can use my code JNORMAN for a discount. It's J and then Norman as a Norman Bates, my last name. And then I also want to mention my brother-in-law's company, DJR Custom Electronics, that it obviously I'm partial because that's my brother-in-law, but they are located here in Canastota, not too far away from me. They do car starters, industry-leading surveillance for your home and your vehicles, like top-notch service, obviously, because it's my brother-in-law and my nephew. Um, they will take care of you, great prices. They have top-of-the-line tech for your vehicles and your homes. It's amazing. So I can hook you up with them. And then mention my friend, Kevin Crater, who also has his own independent podcast. Go check him out, The Kevin Crater Show. And he just had a podcast on rights versus privileges that you guys should go check out. Very informative, great information. Kevin is a wealth of knowledge. Um, Go check him out. 
And that's it for today, guys. I'm going to go outside and hang out with my chickens and my dogs and enjoy this 50-degree weather we're having here in New York, which is very bizarre. I'm sure it's climate change and the icebergs are melting and the polar bears don't have homes. Um, I hope you guys know that's all a bunch of BS, right? Anyways, um, have a great weekend, guys. Um, I think that's it. And that's it for the week. Have a good one. If you if you have any ideas you want me to talk about or topics, especially over the Christmas break, because a ton of podcasters are taking time off, um, I'll actually have more time because I'll be off from work for a little bit. So if there's any topics you guys want to discuss, like medical freedom, cholesterol, like medical wise, I'm obviously big into the medical stuff, the carnivore diet, um, anything you guys want to talk about. I will talk about it. Someone asked me to do a side-by-side of DeSantis versus RFK. So maybe I'll do that too. But um, anyways, let me know on Facebook, email me, whatever. You know where to find me. Let me know what you want me to talk about. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time on The Next Generation.